0: Welcome back to Enlightened Relationships. I'm Lindsay K. Porter. And if you missed last week's episode, you will want to take a listen because we spoke about the third discipline in creating and cultivating the intentional relationships we want with our partner and children. And that discipline was Positive Intention. This week, we're gonna dive into the third discipline of courage and vulnerability. Are you sick and tired of your life and relationships being so difficult, resulting in that endless, frustrating cycle of directing, correcting, and ordering the people in it, ultimately draining you of your happiness? So how are people like you and I, Welcome back, everyone. I am excited to share with you today the information that I have been pondering um, in regards to this third discipline. But as I was going through that process, I reflected and thought that I really hadn't taken the time to describe what discipline is, what it really means. Um, because I think in the world and society that we live in today, it kind of has a negative connotation. So I want to take a little bit of time to really describe and share what that means. In order to do that, we need to look at the origin of the word to find the intent and true form of what, um, discipline is all about. So the word disciple comes from a Latin word. Um, and, and let me preface this. I do not speak Latin. I promise I'm not going to pronounce these words right. So bear with me. But I, I think it's important that we just take the time to kind of go through the origin of, the, of this word. So the Latin word disciple is discupulos, meaning student in um, a lot of religious connotation, disciple also means follower. For our purpose, we're going to use disciple as student. The word discipline comes from the Latin word disciplina, meaning instruction and training. And it's actually derived from the root word discara, which means to learn. So having this understanding of all these Latin words and what that means, so what is discipline? Discipline is to study, to learn, to train, and to apply a system of standards. That's really what discipline is. Discipline is not rules, regulations, or punishment. It's not compliance or obedience or enforcement. Discipline is not something others do to you or you do to others. It is something you do for yourself. You can receive instruction or guidance from one or many sources, but the source of discipline is not external. It is internal. It is the root of what really is self-control, and it takes discipline to, if you will, uh, become one with that humanness, that human side of our nature, as well as that spiritual being within us. That is how we are going to define and use the word discipline. It is all centered around the internal self-control that we have going on to Really apply the system of standards that we we want and are creating and um, living towards in our life. So it is important to understand discipline is not about obedience to someone else's standards to avoid punishment. It is learning and applying intentional standards to achieve a meaningful end result. We've been talking about end results. And so I really want to drive that point in. It is about intentionally applying a standard to achieve a meaningful end result. We have been discussing these disciplines. These are means of a standard, a way of showing up in our relationships, in becoming that best version of ourself that is taking self-control on how we are choosing to show up in the, in those moments, moment to moment. Does this mean we're going to be perfect? Nope. But it's the discipline that we're trying to achieve to cultivate more of it in our life. Discipline is a choice. It is your choice. It is a decision you choose There is a gentleman, um, Jim Rohn. I know many of you are probably familiar with Tony Robbins, and he quotes him very often. But he had shared this thought around discipline. We must all suffer from one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces, while regret weighs tons. I sit and I and I think about that. I visualize that, like going to the gym and lifting weights. Going to the gym can be a painful thing. You feel good afterwards, right? But as I'm lifting weights while I'm at the gym, what's easier for me to lift when I'm thinking about this would be ounces versus tons. I am going to struggle carrying around the regret of not working towards establishing some of these disciplines that I'm sharing with you. And that's the question you've really got to ask yourself. What path do you want to take? Do you want to take the path of discipline in your relationships, knowing that by cultivating the, the discipline in these core areas, that it will lead to the end result in your relationships of more love, peace, and joy, or... Do you keep doing what you've always done, getting the result you've always got? Think about it. What do you want the weight of? Discipline or regret? You get to decide. And when you do decide, think about how you're incorporating these disciplines in your life. Okay, I'm going to just spend a minute reviewing what the, the first two disciplines that we've already discussed. So the first discipline of unconditional love and compassion. What is unconditional love? Remember, I shared it is love, not subject to any condition. No condition, no limits, no expectations. There is no condition to give unconditional love and compassion it is having a deep sympathy for someone uh, someone else's distress or misfortune with that desire to help alleviate or elevate that means of suffering that they're going through last week we talked about positive intention you know we started out with you know assuming positive intent but we went into a further, just knowing positive intention. Because when we are leading, leading from that place of love, we can know that positive intention is around whatever is going on. We might not be able to see it in the moment, but if we can take that step back and really ponder what's going on, and look for that means of love in the interaction that's going on from your partner, I guarantee you will find that there was some means of love that was um, at the root of the situation or engagement. Remember, when it comes to positive intent, the key, the key component to that really was focusing on what uh, your partner did is not who they are, and it is that default brain well, that default human brain is the one that's taking the action they're the doer and it is who they really are is that spiritual being that child of god within and that's how helping to assume you know and really know those positive intents and really focusing and working on doubting our thoughts our meanings our story about a situation and not our partner. Now we're going to go ahead and dive into the third discipline of courage and vulnerability. Part of courage and vulnerability is really choosing love no matter what. And that kind of goes, links us back to that unconditional love, right? Choosing love no matter what. And as I say that, I think, well, sometimes that's easier said than done, but is it? When we are self-focused, and remember, our brain is wired to be self-focused. When we are focused in on what it means to us, or what is happening to us, or what we're not getting, or what expectation was missed, it's causing us that pain, that anger, that upset. That self-focus is truly that default brain wiring that we have going on. And if we can work and cultivate and become that selfless person leading with love that wants to help and lift those around and be that source of love and light, which energy, which Which feels lighter or heavier? Going back to discipline or regret. Self focused. What am I going to get out of this? What am I receiving? What am I gaining? Or what am I able to give and share and provide? That selfless focus or self focus? And again, we got to ask that key question where will this lead? Is what action, what word, what lack of action we do, are we building up our relationship or are we tearing it down? And I am telling you, that has been so key in my relationships. And am I perfect? No. You're going to hear me say this often. This life is not about perfection. It is not about perfection. This life is about making progress. And we have hard things come into our path all the time. And it's not so that we can perfectly handle it, but it's giving us the experience so that we can try to cultivate more love, more patience, more heartfelt understanding, more courage, more vulnerability, more compassion, These are all experiences that we get to have so that we can work on cultivating these disciplines so that at some point, it's no longer the effort of self-control to live from that place. It becomes a part of who we are. This is my own thoughts around this. This is my own feeling around this, but that spiritual being within us Who we really are has all of these traits, these attributes, and it is that human side of each and every one of us that gets in our way. And that when we are able to operate and, and work as one, that is when things become easier and the means of discipline goes away because we've actually come into that place of alignment and it is natural and it flows easily. So courage and vulnerability is all about being honest and truthful in all things while being open to the outcome, to the result, And that takes courage honesty and truthfulness in all things and being open or vulnerable, right? It is courage that that takes. And what is courage? Really, what is courage? Courage is being fearful, worried, and taking action or doing it anyway. Courage is having that fear, having that worry, not knowing what the end result is going to be, but doing it anyway. That's courage. It is the easy path to do nothing, to say nothing. Vulnerability is one of the scariest and hardest things to do, but it is one of the most worthwhile things to obtain and to live from, because that is when you can be authentic and real when you're really working and becoming that best version of yourself and it's it's not an easy thing. I mastered living from protection. I mastered being able to close off, build walls i I remember in um, <laughs> dating when I was dating, I remember um a gentleman that i was dating that you know he would say that oh i get a glimpse of who you really are and then it's like quickly the walls patched i was masterful at building walls and keeping distance to avoid hurt and pain because i didn't want to experience that i had enough of that in my life and i was not going to experience that anymore and i tell you that was not living i was keeping me stuck and miserable, not truly living my life, not truly experiencing the capacity of what love is because I chose to live from protection. And vulnerability, that takes strength. Mm-hmm. That takes courage. And does it hurt? Yeah, it does because we can't control anyone outside of ourself. And It is the most rewarding way to live this life that you will ever experience. We have to be willing to have the hard lows of hurts and pains and sorrows, to be open and vulnerable, to experience the high joys that come from love. And there's nothing more rewarding than experiencing and being able to live from that place. When we're dealing with courage and vulnerability, I, I have to say one of, one of the key emotions, the key feelings, and I'm going to remind you, emotions is energy in motion, um, but one of the key emotions that come around this ends up being anger. Anger is a powerful catalyst to really understand the triggers that we have, which is all the internal work that we need to do that we need to work on. And that's what makes anger and some of these other emotions that don't necessarily feel good, but makes them so powerful because it can help us understand that we have something going on within us, that we need to do some work. We need to dig into it and really understand what's going on within us. And anger is also a very life-destroying companion. Because if anger's not worked on and it's not resolved, eventually it will become resentment and bitterness. And that is not a foundation of any relationship that will last. So really be aware of those emotions that you're experiencing. And when it comes to anger, ask yourself. What am I really upset about? And keep pushing that question until you get to the underlining meaning or the underlining um, rule or belief that you have that is keeping you stuck in that pain and that anger. Just keep asking the so what question so you can get to that bottom Layer of where that trigger resides and be able to really work through and pull that out. Vulnerability is showing up in a state of being exposed to the possibility of pain, of hurt, of harm, of someone, whether it be physically or emotionally, attacking you, right? Because no one is going to see everything the same way you see it. And By opening up and sharing, you're exposing yourself to that risk of possible pain. When I lived from protection, I was so good at being that natural punisher. If someone did something that offended me, affected me in some way, hurt me, I could shut down, close off, have my walls up, and turn away from the individual that did the hurting. And I I lived in this place in my marriage for a very long time, and it did not serve me and it didn't serve my marriage. And it really put a wedge in between us where that wedge would get bigger and bigger. And we grew apart. And it was not a relationship that I was excited to be in. And it was hard. It was a hard time for sure. And it wasn't until I really understood what vulnerability was and being open to the possibility of hurt and pain to get through something with my partner, that I was able to experience that level of love that is Mind blowing. I cannot imagine my partner not being a part of my life. I feel so blessed that we've had this crazy journey together, but we've been able to land where we are today. And it has taken effort on both of our parts, but very much so self focused. I was wanting to make some changes for me because my living from protection wasn't serving me. And I was just miserable inside. The question you need to ask is what relationship are you wanting to create? And even when it's hard, if you're wanting to create that immovable relationship with your partner, then vulnerability is going to be a key discipline to cultivate. And it takes courage I want to turn this on this on its side as well, because what I've been talking about is us individually being vulnerable and showing up in that place of being completely honest and truthful in all things. And let me actually step back on that. That doesn't mean being unkind. You know, being truthful and honest in all things is still coming from that place of love. When we're being honest and truthful in all things and the thought that we're having is my partner is a jerk or is, you know, whatever the label is. When those are the thoughts that we're having, that is not showing up from that place of love. And those are not the things that we're wanting to be. um, It's not truth. And it's not honesty, even though in the moment it might feel like that, because those are the thoughts that we're having. Check in with yourself about where you are when you're having those thoughts. Because if you are angry and triggered, you're on that downward spiral in those emotions. And that is not truth or real. You got to work on getting your emotional state back up. So you're on that upward spiral and then evaluate what's really going on. Now, going back to what I was saying is I wanted to talk about when someone else is coming to us with courage and being vulnerable. Here is a moment. And I can, I, I think about children. I think about partner, the way we choose to react or respond is going to make or break that relationship. And this is why being so in tuned with your emotional state, so you have that moment to decide if you're going to react or respond is huge. If we are showing up and we react to someone who's you know being courageous and being vulnerable with us, and we don't like what it is that they're sharing, and we react on that downward spiral, In the end, we're going to start conditioning our partner or our children to not come to us, to not be vulnerable. We are showing and training them, conditioning them to say, hey, mom or my wife, they're not capable of hearing the vulnerable truth to something. We need to be aware of um, the state we are before so that we can respond appropriately, and be able to build rapport in our relationships so that trust continues to be established. And, you know, we're building those relationships together. I'm only going to speak for my own relationship. There was something that was in our marriage and it was cyclical, it was a pattern in it. And the way I was showing up, And it was because there was hurt and pain on my side. But the way I was showing up to my partner, I was covering up my hurt and pain with anger. And I was reacting out of anger in these situations. And it was conditioning my partner to not be honest and forthright with me. And I was part of that. Yes. Could my partner have chosen to be honest in all things anyway? Absolutely. But when you have someone showing up in anger, it's not gonna be for that person to want to be on and so condition and showing him that being honest about be painful to our relationship. and it wasn't until the fourth go when I chose to do it differently. I showed up differently, I showed up with love and compassion. Was I still hurting? Did I still experience pain? Absolutely. But I was able to show up with love and compassion and it helped bridge our relationship and help us come together through a very challenging and difficult time and become the people we were supposed to from the experiences that we had. It is not an easy thing. It is a possible thing. And I promise you, that fourth time experience for me, I had so much greater peace and love that I was able to navigate and trust myself in navigating that hard thing. And it felt better for me. So yes, it helped rebuild a relationship with my my spouse. But more importantly, not saying that that wasn't important, but for me, It felt better than coming from that place of, you know, having the hurt and just anger and bitter and resentment. I was killing off a relationship. Both of us were, but I had a part in that. And until I was able to see that and shift, my relationship was not going to work. I have shared a lot of information, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. The call to action for this week is really noticing, it's going to go back to awareness again, but noticing the times when you are shutting down and closing off, coming from that place of self-protection. Acknowledge what is going on for you in that moment. What feeling are you experiencing? What meaning, story, or thought are you assigning to that situation or that circumstance? And then Make a decision. Are you wanting to build up your relationship, uh, take a step into vulnerability and have courage to share what's going on for you, or tear it down and continue to be in the relationship that you already have? That is the call to action this week. Notice when you're shutting down and closing off, identify what feeling you're experiencing, and then acknowledge and notice the meaning that you're assigning it. And then make the decision, what kind of relationship do you want to create? Remember, we are changing the lenses through which you see your relationships while becoming enlightened. Thank you for listening to Enlightened Relationships. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, then please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast to help share this message with others.